You are listening to a true gospel perspective from our Macedonia Baptist Church ministerial staff. We pray that this message will be a true blessing to you. privilege and an honor to be in the house of prayer just one more time. I don't want to greet those who are, forget those who are online stream, but we greet you as well. We're not going to be long uh, this morning. Uh, we want to call your attention, though, to uh, a familiar book. I don't know if this particular passage is so familiar. But I want you to turn with me to the 33rd chapter of the book of Ezekiel. And we shall read for your hearing verses 10 and 11. Ezekiel. Chapter 33, verses 10 and 11. If you have it, just say amen. amen. Reading there from the King James Version, you will find these words. Therefore, O thou son of man, speak unto the house of Israel, Thus ye speak, saying, If our transgressions and our sins be upon us, and we pine away in them, how should we then live? Say unto them, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will ye die, O house of Israel? Our emphasis is coming from the 11th verse. As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for, for why will ye die, O house of Israel? For a few moments, we like to use for a subject, O why will you die, O house of Israel? Why will you die, O house of Israel? This is an important question that the Lord has given his watchmen to take to the people of Israel. And I want to note as we begin our message that uh, Ezekiel preached to the southern kingdom, Judah. 
Israel had already been taken into captivity some many years earlier. And he mentions, O Israel, here because he wants you to know that he's talking about God's people. Uh, he's talking about all of God's people. Uh, his message was not just to the northern tribe, but everybody who claims the name of the Lord. Uh, the watchman was delivering this message. Now, Ezekiel, in the first part of this chapter, was reminded that the Lord had called him to be a watchman. Uh, the watchman would stand on the wall and they would uh, look out for trouble that was coming that their way. Uh, he had a very important job. Uh, if he saw trouble coming, he was to uh, blow the trumpet so that everybody would be able to take cover and uh, know that trouble would soon be here. Uh, and when he sounded the alarm, if he didn't take care, uh, that was on you. Uh, but at least uh, the watchman would tell you when trouble was headed your way. And so uh, the Lord reminded Ezekiel that uh, he had anointed him to be a watchman. And he wanted him to be on his job and on the lookout. Uh, and the, southern, the northern kingdom, as I told you, had already gone into captivity some years uh, prior. Uh, and part of the uh, southern kingdom had already gone into captivity. And so uh, there were still some folk left in the southern kingdom, uh, but Ezekiel wanted them to know, and God wanted them to know, that trouble was just around the corner. Uh, it was in the vicinity. Uh, it was in the area. And so uh, they needed to look out. They needed to watch out because it was right over their shoulder. Yes, sir. And so he shares with them this message. Uh, why will you die, O Israel? Uh, why will you die? Uh, not just die from the Babylonian army that was soon headed their way. He wasn't talking about uh, immediate physical death. Uh, but he wanted them to have eternal uh, perspective. Uh, that when he talked about why will you die, he was talking about eternal separation from God. Uh, why will you die? Why will you die and be eternally separated from God? when it really wasn't necessary. Uh, and all of you know a little bit about Israel. Israel and God went way back. Uh, God had uh, called Abraham and made of him a great nation. And uh, they had a long history. Uh, when they got in trouble, God was there. 
when they were in slavery and in bondage for 400 years, God heard their cry. He had a listening ear for everything that was going on in their lives. Uh, he was their God, and they were the sheep of his pasture, and uh, they went way back. Uh, they talked a lot, and uh, some of them uh, walked with him, and uh, they did his will, and uh, God looked out for them, but uh, they went way back. But the history wasn't always that good, not for all of them anyway, because uh, right after God delivered them from slavery, after he delivered them from bondage uh, and made a covenant with them, uh, they went right back to sin. Uh, they went right back to doing their own thing. They made a golden calf. Uh, and began to worship it, uh, began to worship all kind of different idols and uh, got involved in all kind of wickedness. And uh, it was as if they never knew God at all. And so God sends them a message. Uh, why will you die? Who is it? Uh, why will you be eternally separated from God? And I know that we think sometimes when we read the scriptures that everybody that was part of Israel uh, belonged to God. But only those who had accepted God by faith, uh, like the faith of, A faith of Abraham, were really the children of God. Some of them just hung out with the congregation. Uh, they were there, but they had no relationship with God at all. Uh, never knew them. They, they delighted in being called the children of God, but some of them never did a thing God said. Uh, they would come out and they would listen to his messenger and uh, wouldn't hear a word he said. Uh, and Ezekiel was a young contemporary of Jeremiah. Uh, and if you've been going to Sunday school, you know what they did to Jeremiah. You know, when Jeremiah preached and told them to behave themselves, uh, they said, you ought to die, boy. You know, don't come in here talking uh, about we need to straighten up. Uh, we'll take your life for that. And uh, several times they threatened Jeremiah's life. Uh, they frustrated him, and at uh, one point, Jeremiah got to a point where he said, I'm not going to say anything else on your behalf, Lord. Uh, I'm not going to say anything else to them. They're hard-headed. Uh, they're hard-hearted. They won't listen. And I'm not saying anything else to them, but Jeremiah tried to keep it to himself, and the word of God was like fire shut up in his bones. Uh, and he couldn't help himself. He had to tell them. God had called him to be a preacher, called him from his womb, and he had to tell it. Uh, it was in him. Uh, he couldn't hold it back. And even Ezekiel, when he called Ezekiel, he, said, he told Ezekiel, he said, uh, I know they won't listen. He said, uh, they won't even listen to me. But I'm going to hold it against you if you don't tell them 
what I told you to tell them. So why will you, you die, O Israel, and be eternally separated from God forever? And all of us have had our time in, in darkness where uh, God was not in our, uh, what is it, first five, fab, how you, first five on our fab list? He wasn't uh, on, on the main dial. We didn't have him on speed dial. Uh, I know he wasn't on speed dial on my phone when I was in the world. Uh, but there are all sorts of reasons why men reject God, uh, why they rebel against him. Uh, in my case, it was a matter of uh, just foolish pride. Uh, I learned later when I read the Bible that the fool have said in his heart that there is no God. And uh, now I know it, all it was was just foolish pride. Uh, a lot of stubbornness. Uh, a lot of self-will. Uh, I love darkness more than I love the light. My mama used to call me hard-headed all the time. I thought that was my middle name for a while. Hard-headed, hard-hearted. And God simply was not a priority in my life. Didn't feel I needed his help. Uh, so I didn't call on him. I didn't talk to him. I did the best I could. and. Uh, that was all right with me until I got in trouble. Yeah, I got in trouble and I needed him. And I called on him and he came to see about me. And I've learned a few things since I've met Jesus. I found out that he's the Alpha and the Omega. Uh, he's the beginning and the end. In him do we live and move and have our being. There's nothing that we can do without him. But with him, I can do all things. And let me share this with you. If you want to get to God, you can't even get to God without Jesus. For he says in his word, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. No man come up unto the Father but by me. You need him. Uh, you got to have him one way or another. Sooner or later before you leave this life. Uh, you're going to need him. And the Bible says that every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He was good to Israel. He was good to me even when I didn't know it. Taking care of me and watching out for me. Uh, even when I did not know his name. Didn't call on him. And I know sometimes people say uh, when the praises go up, the blessings come down. 
I wasn't bit more praising the Lord and I was still being blessed. I was going about my own business, wasn't thinking about the Lord, and the Lord was still blessing me. Uh, keeping me from dangers, seen and unseen. He was good to me and he was good to Israel. But they still, uh, when it came to service, they wouldn't listen to him. Uh, God kept sending his watchmen over and over, the prophets, uh, trying to get them to get right, uh, to stop uh, their evil ways and uh, to cut out all the foolishness and the wickedness. And uh, they would come to the synagogue to the temple every Sabbath and uh, they would listen to, sometimes they would listen to uh, what the prophet had to say and uh, when the prophet got through speaking they'd get up and go right back to doing whatever it was they were doing. Uh, the word of God had absolutely no effect on some of them. But God always had a remnant. They always had some who were there who uh, loved him, who believed in him, who trusted in him, and uh, who were willing to do his will. Uh, but there were many of them, quite a few of them. Uh, that same crowd that uh, wanted to slay Jeremiah. Uh, they probably were listening to Ezekiel at the same time. Uh, they enjoyed the service. Uh, in the latter part, if you read this chapter, uh, it said that the word of God almost sounded like music to them. Uh, they loved it when the preacher would hum and, and hum and uh, get into his message and uh, they just thought that was so nice. Uh, but they never understood a word he said. Uh, if you asked him what he preached about, they couldn't tell you. Uh, because they weren't listening. Uh, they were just going through the motions. Uh, they knew that they were supposed to be in the temple on the Sabbath day, and uh, they wind up there, but uh, when the Sabbath was over, it was on. Uh, they were right back into uh, their own selves. And they thought that God did not know what was going on in their lives. And so God sent the watchman. He sent Ezekiel, and uh, Ezekiel got up on the wall, uh, went in the temple, and he told him, I know what's going on in your lives. You, uh, uh, you're doing your own thing, and literally you're pining away. Uh, the sin was eating them up. Uh, they thought they were getting away with it, but uh, they weren't getting away with anything. It was tearing them up on the inside. And God knew. And so he sent Ezekiel to give them a warning. Uh, the northern kingdom had already been judged. Part of the southern kingdom had already been taken into captivity. And those of you who are still showing up at the temple every Sabbath, and are still going out and doing your foolishness. Judgment Day 
is coming. God will put up with us for just so long. And sooner or later, he's going to send his judgment. But look at God's love. Can't you see God moving in their lives, still urging them to turn around? before it's too late. Uh, if you're walking in the wrong direction, turn around. Uh, my wife tells me when I'm driving sometimes and I look like I'm lost, she, uh, and, and I'm listening to that um, uh, GPS, uh, what is, what, what's it say, baby? Um, correction, please. Huh? Recalculating, that's it. When you know you're going in the wrong direction, you got to recalculate. Uh, you got to change your direction. And all of us are born walking away from God. Uh, David says, I was born in iniquity, shaped, born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And so we're walking away from God at birth. And it's not until we hear the word of God and make an about face and begin to walk toward him uh, that we are part of his army, part of his family. Uh, we belong to him. Uh, but as long as we're still headed in that direction in which we were born, uh, we're walking further and further away from God until finally one day we're going to walk off a cliff. And God doesn't want that to happen. He says in our text that uh, he's not happy when any of the wicked perish. It doesn't delight him at all. He's not pleased by it. He's not happy with it because he made us and he loves us and he wants to have a relationship with us. And so he says, turn around. Repent. Change your heart, change your mind. Turn from sin and turn to God. That's all the watchman was trying to tell him, uh, to keep him informed and uh, uh, make him understand that uh, as wicked as they had been, uh, God still loved them. Uh, he still wanted to have a relationship with them uh, and all they had to do was turn around. Stop what you're doing. Uh, stop thinking that you're getting over on me because I know exactly what's going on and I know it's eating you up. And so he, he sends Ezekiel to demonstrate or to share his love that he has for him. And he asked this question, and uh, this reminds me uh, so much of God's redeeming love. Uh, like when Adam sinned and God went looking for him, and God said, Adam, where art thou? Uh, this question struck me almost uh, the same way. Why will you die, O Israel? 
What reason could you possibly have uh, that would allow you to spend eternity separated from God? Why will you die, O Israel? What's so important going on in your life that is more important than God? Why will you die? I've demonstrated over and over and over again how much I love you. Why will you die? Israel represented God's people and uh, he's saying the same thing to us today. Why will you die, oh Israel, when you don't really have to? Uh, God was extending his love in that offer right there of salvation. Uh, you don't have to die. You can spend eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ if you just repent and turn around. So simple. And yet, men still cleave to their sin. God loves us, and uh, he has demonstrated to us, not only did he demonstrate to Israel, but he has demonstrated to us how much he loves us. Uh, for the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Uh, Romans 5 and 8 says that, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us. And get this, while we were yet sinners. Why will you die, O Israel? Why, when God has done so much, even extending his son to die for your sin, why? Will you die and be separated from God for all eternity? God loves us. Uh, and he keeps on telling us, demonstrating to us over and over and over again how much he loves us. And the Bible says that all of us like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one of us to his own way. And the Lord have laid on him the iniquity of us all. He spared not his own son, so why would you die? He bled and died for you and for me. Uh, the Bible tells us how he came down through 42 generations. Just to share with us God's redeeming love, his redemption story. He was born of a virgin, wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. He went about doing good for 33 long years. He healed the sick, gave sight to the blind. 
He was called everything for all the good he'd done, everything but a child of God. One Friday, he was betrayed of men, led from judgment hall to judgment hall. They spit on him. They beat him until he was almost unrecognizable. They put a crown of thorns on his head and uh, they marched him out to Golgotha's hill. Nailed him to an old rugged cross. Put nails in his hands and nails in his feet. They hung him high and stretched him wide. He died one Friday for your sins and for my sins. Took him down and buried him in a borrowed tomb. He stayed dead all night Friday, all day Saturday, and all night Saturday night. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in heaven and earth in his hand. Power to save to the utmost. It doesn't make any difference what you've done. God is able to deliver you from whatever may be vexing you right now. So why would you die? Uh, there's a story of an old preacher who preached this sermon. And he had pleaded with the people and urged them to come and to surrender their life to Christ. Nobody came. They just sat there as if he hadn't said a word. And as he went to his seat, he hung his head and he kept saying, why will you die? Why will you die? What possible reason could prevent you from giving your life to Christ? Why? Why? We hope you enjoyed this message today. And we pray that it was a true blessing to you. If you are interested in learning more about Pastor Charles D. Twyman and the Macedonia Baptist Church family, you can reach out to us at www.mbcdet.com. Thank you, and God bless you.